Well, hello there. It is episode five. Welcome. If this is your first time uh, checking things out, my name is Learn, and um, I'm a radio personality in St. Louis, and I like bringing people into my podcasting uh, equipment, and I like asking them questions about their existence. <laughs> and that is the basis of this entire podcast. And there's really no uh, level to this, like um, as I'm sitting here at my house in my meditation room, uh, which is formerly the office, form- FKA, the office at my house. I am uh, surrounded by beautiful light and good vibes, and I was thinking about the last episodes of this podcast and how I make you all wait an entire month for a podcast, and I'm sure a lot of people have dropped off, and that's fine, and hopefully some people have just kind of stumbled upon, but um, I'm hoping in the year 2020 that there will be more regularity to these podcasts and maybe even some solo time with me where I just ramble on about crazy stuff that's in my brain. So hold tight, everybody. (laughs) My guest today uh, is a very sweet person. And I have to say, we had this conversation scheduled for a week earlier than it happened. And my cat, Clover, swallowed an O-ring, a plastic O-ring, and had to have emergency intestinal surgery. And it was very devastating to our family. And I was a mess and I had to reschedule. And my guest, Katie May, was uh, very gracious and understanding. And uh, so we rescheduled to get back on a different day on on both of our schedules. And I'm so happy that we got to have the time we did. She's the owner of May's Place, which is a vintage clothing shop in the Grove here in St. Louis. They just moved from Ivanhoe to the Grove. This new location is just exquisite. And if you ever find yourself in the Grove, highly suggest getting yourself to pop into her uh, her shop and hopefully find something amazing because um, her pieces are really incredibly curated. And we get into that a little bit about how she curates and where that inspiration came from. She's had a really interesting life with fashion being kind of at the forefront and curiosity right behind it. And I think um, to be a local business owner and to be able to show people how beautiful old pieces can be in a new age is a skill that maybe pe- some people do better than others. And Katie May definitely has done a great job with what she's done so far with May's Place. So sit back and listen to my conversation with Katie May. You gotta live we watched, uh, or we started to watch, have you seen the Rolling Thunder review on Netflix yet? Are no. you a Bob Dylan fan? Uh, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan. Don't I'm not me. either, and now it's confirmed. We got about really? a third of the way into it, and I was just like, I'm just not grooving on this. It was, um, so I guess he did like a tour in six, no, 76. Yes. And like put together all these people and it was like, um, like a big thing. And it's, Martin Scorsese directed it. I thought it would be really cool. And I guess if you're a Bob Dylan fan, you would love it. Right. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I appreciate Bob Dylan for Mm -hmm. everything that he's ever done for electric music in general. But yeah, the, I saw that that came out and I was like. God, I just don't give a shit. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's and so and that's blasphemy on so many accounts from, you know, like where I work. But there's just certain things like that that like I feel like they're just they're things that people just assume that they're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. And like to me, I always love it when people say like they don't like the Beatles very much. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's what music is. Like it shouldn't be assume that everybody is going to feel the same way about something and yeah. you know, I love I'm kinda, that. kind of so so on Pink Floyd. Are you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, 110%. All the way. Right. Pink Floyd, I'm like, Meh. Right. How do you feel about Mountain? Because your Mississippi oh. Queen yes. name on Instagram, I remember when I started following you, I was like, this girl, 
has to love mountain. And what, like, why did you love mountain so much? Um, I really like music that, like, just, like, gets you in the feelings, and you're like, yeah. So, yeah. like, Can't Heat, Mountain, any of that, like, really bluesy rock and roll gets me. Yes. <laughs> gets me going. Well, this all sounds great so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is all staying in. So, we're here at May's place, new location, Katie May. Are you the sole proprietor, or is Andy a part of this as well? Like, he's, you guys have this together, or is this solely, like, your baby? Uh, on paper, we are 50-50 in this uh, venture. I think it started out, we had um, anticipation in the beginning of it being a little more of a joint venture. He also is a collector. He also loves the hunt and antiques and things like that. Yeah. Um, as things kind of rolled, I think, you know, he's obviously got a full-time job and he's very busy as well in his own interests. And it was kind of me at the helm in the store every day. And, um, you know, in the beginning, we were a little bit heavier in the antiques. I actually had a line of vintage called Black Sheep Vintage that I was selling online. And we thought the store would be May's Place featuring Black Sheep Vintage. And I really wanted to keep it separate because I loved that branding. And it was like kind of like a personification of me. Kind sure. Of. Um, and May's Place was kind of like our thing together. But as time went on, it was just more and more clothes and yeah. um you know, he just has a lot going on. So he definitely helps and we like to shop together. But right. I think as far as like creative direction and things like that, that's a little more my. You guys <laughs> both are just two of the coolest people. Yes, and I went to so high much. school with your husband. Yeah, and so that's how I know him. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, he's always been this lovely human. And um, it's, you know, I, when I think about cool young professionals who are locally based in St. Louis. You guys are at like top of mind in my list. And it could be because I've known him for so long, yeah. but also as I've gotten to kind of follow you and see how just neat your brain works. I think that, um, you know, you guys need to be, people need to know more about you. Like I want to tell, I tell everybody <laughs> Thank about you. Thank you so you. much. I appreciate it. And I wonder, like um, I was going back and reading some old articles from like St. Louis magazine mm -hmm. with the original place in Ivanhoe and, and just they had like a feature on you and Andy and getting to know you guys as a couple. And mm -hmm. um, I saw that Andy talked about his grandparents, his great grandparents in California owning mm -hmm. a general store. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense mm -hmm. because you guys, well, at least for him and his lineage, he had something with that. Like, where is your background in curating vintage goods come from? Sure. Um, I have always been super interested in fashion and style. Um, like even, you know, as a, a little kid in like first grade, the Spice Girls, I was always Posh Spice like that, you know, everyone yeah. kind of picked an identity and I was Posh Spice. <laughs> um, and I always read the fashion magazines and like even like my mom was a big like people subscriber and I'd be flipping through like the red carpet images right. like who are better? I like that one. Um, so kind of having that eye for style and fashion and then, you know, being a kid from St. Louis, getting like 10 bucks a week, you know, yeah. I can't buy this stuff. I can't go shop at the mall every day. Um, so that once I got my driver's license, it was like, okay, where, where can I go? So right. thrift stores became like, I have some money. I'm going to go see what I can find. And it was really fun to recreate those like high end looks and those, you start to see fashion inspiration, you know, it's all cyclical. People are pulling right now. The seventies are really huge. Oh, yeah. So people are pulling that inspiration of those silhouettes or whatever. Um, so I'd be going through those racks like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's a dollar. Oh my God, this is amazing. It's $2, right. you know? And I'd show up at my friend's house with like two big trash bags full of stuff. And I would always <laughs> joke with, with my reveal. I'd dump it out on the floor and be like, look at this and look at this. So I've just been collecting clothes pretty much since I was about 16. Do you let go of anything? Like, or, or is there, um, because I imagine you purge, like most women do, you go through your closet and you see things or there's pieces that you will never let go. But, Absolutely. you know, do you do that? And um, do you 
when you go out and because I know like on going back to you guys like your honeymoon I believe you mm-hmm. went out to the west coast mm-hmm. and from what it looked like you guys were going to all little stores and shops and collecting things and I imagine you brought like a lot of that home mm-hmm. and I mean do you find yourself is it hard to part with things for you since you have been a collector and and you know you know you find a special thing or or are you somebody who you'll own something for a little while wear it out until you're done with it and then graduated into the store into the thrift business of uh, somebody else to enjoy it like what's that like that transitioning yeah um let's see it kind of depends piece to piece I absolutely have things that I don't think I'll ever be able to get rid of probably more sentimental you know I wore it somewhere or something like that um or gifts or things that were really special to me or things that I specifically like I can't wait till I get you know whatever and then I find it and then that's like the treasure forever Um, I definitely am falling more into you know I turned 30 this year so I feel like I have a much greater sense of self and style I used to just buy all kinds of stuff like if I saw it resembling a designer maybe not something necessarily that I would wear um, but I saw value in it as a cool piece, I would buy it. And I'm still kind of that way, but I can separate, you know, this is mine, this goes to the store. And even things that, you know, I really love eventually end up in the store, like you said. Um, if it's not something that's super close to my heart, I'll wear it for a little while, and then I call it, like, trading up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. I um, Amber in black, mm-hmm. I don't know her real name, and I don't it's ever Amber. really, I don't really want to know her real name. I think she's darling, but I love calling her Amber and Black. Yeah. Um, I just remember coming to May's place. I believe it was the final celebration at Ivanhoe and you guys had this uh, cute event happening and I went in and I bought this skirt that she had supplied you Mm -hmm. and um, I've seen her out at different events you know since then like little art shows and whatever and uh, she's always like how's that skirt and I think that it's it's um, aside from it being a very green way of letting fashion have its Mm -hmm. life I think that it's really cool that pieces take on a life of their own. Um, and there's something about a vintage uh, t-shirt that you can find or something like that, that it's just, it holds such a soul in it. Um, you know, do you find that, <laughs> this is kind of getting out there, but do you find that like some of the pieces, especially like furniture pieces and stuff, like you you know the backstory of them and you know their lifeline that they've had, or do you, uh, you know, it's just kind of on a whim that it comes to you and you have to imagine it all the time. Like, It just kind of depends. We have things coming in, um, lots of different avenues. You know, if there's, um, sometimes people will invite us to their home if they have lots of things and they can kind of give us that backstory. And um, that's always super cool. I think if you're an American Pickers fan, mm-hmm. you can identify with like once, you know, it's something you can look at it and be like, oh, that's really cool. But then once you find out more about it, you're like, that totally brings it to another level and you're like making these associations with its story um so I would say it just kind of depends sometimes we just come across things and kind of is what it is but um as far as clothing having a story you know people will tell me I wore this I made this you know and you get that story and it's really cool um I read I've studied fashion in college and one of our required readings was called love loss and what I wore and it takes you through this woman's life and all of the special moments you know all these memorable things that happen and she can remember exactly what she had on oh, so wow. it's about clothing being um obviously not only something you just put on your body but also um the memories that you have attached to it right. and that it's kind of like your armor like this is what you face the day in so it kind of makes it more than just a superficial fashion you right. know what I mean yeah yeah I've uh, I've, I collect 
vintage radio station shirts. Which reminds which, me, I walked out the door without that. Today. Oh no, that's all right. I'll get it. I'll some have other to time. send it to you. <laughs> yeah, and I I started this a, a few years ago because, like you, I was always a. a thrift store kid you mm-hmm. know I dressed like a boy like a good majority of <laughs> oh I hear you of my high school years like the minute I found out that I because I always loved Chino Marino from the Deftones and I loved 90s uh, Gwen Stefani sure. and she would wear vintage old man pants mm-hmm. and so I used to I started doing that like when I had confidence in high school and I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna dress how I feel and so I always had like kind of a masculine look to me and you know and then I started realizing how amazing old t-shirts are more so the cotton that was being used I think back in the day Mm -hmm. was just so much better than what it is now (laughs) like and so I've always had an affinity for old t-shirts and when I got into radio I I, especially Casey my god like I know that a ton of Casey stuff comes through here all the time and I love that you know I started thinking well I have so many different radio stations across the nation that i love or they're gone now and so I started looking at Etsy and figuring out where these shirts are and I anytime I go to any new city I try to go to a vintage store and uh, you had a K-Rock shirt come through here and I didn't realize that it was you like posted about it and so I I was like oh my god how much is it I want it so and you're like well I got it for myself and I was like oh my god like I'm so happy you sold it to me (laughs) but at the same time I felt like kind of bad because I I don't know. I think that they're special and everybody should be able to enjoy them. So if you want to wear it for like a couple of weeks then I'll just like get it from you or something. Oh, no, no, no problem at all. It actually was kind of one of those things. I was buying a pair of jeans and she was like, you know, having a sale or whatever. And I loved the font. It's that old, like it almost looks like, um, like stones, like carved stones or something yeah. like that. So the fact that you actually made the connection like that for me, for someone to connect with something on like that level I'm so happy that it found yeah. you. What's your demo like coming in here? I mean, obviously, young, gorgeous women. Because I, I want to say everybody who works here is beautiful. Oh, so you have that going for you. But, like, you know, do you find that, like, older baby boomer generations come in here and, like, they get to go through a timepiece in their life that maybe is forgotten? For sure. Yeah. Um, I would say at this point it's mostly, like you said, young people. We definitely have people who come in um, – there's kind of like a split situation where some people are like, oh, I had that, I have all of this, you should see my closet, I'll bring you things. And Mm -hmm. then there's people, um, we just had one of our night markets and uh, there's a vintage loving pair, Assassin's Vintage. Love them, they're amazing. Um, I would call them baby boomers. I'm not exactly sure of their age, but I would say they probably (laughs) fall into that generational cohort. And um, they just have a great eye for fashion and, you know, are pulling these, they pulled, they bought like all my best pieces to where I was like, okay, clearly you guys have good taste. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to see everyone coming through. I think this location is going to be just, it's already oh. been so incredible, but just going forward at our old spot when we were kind of like our own private island, we had, you know, bands coming through, a lot of bands coming through on tour who, like you said, when you go into a new town, you try and find the yes. vintage. So being right across the street from a music venue, it's a lot of like creatives, musicians, yeah. artists. Oh my God, your Daryl Hannah story. <laughs> I and we needed we need you need to tell it because I remember talking to you about it because you posted um, Neil Young came in town. Mm-hmm. I believe he was playing at the Fox, the or Stiefel. Peabody year, yeah, Stiefel. exactly. Mm-hmm. And obviously he and Daryl Hannah had just like either just married or they were getting ready to be mm-hmm. married. And, um, Which I did not know. Tell the story. I mean, what exactly? Tell Walk us through that whole day as you, what happened. Sure. So it was in the evening, I remember. We closed at 7, so I would say it was within the 6 o'clock hour, pretty slow. Um, it was already dark out, I remember. And 
this woman came in, kind of like, not in her pajamas necessarily, but like leisure outfit, hair kind of tossed up on her head, not anything super special. And she walked in, I was like, damn, that woman looks like Daryl Hannah. Like, she very much resembles her. How neat. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm going about my business and, um, you know, asked her if she needed help. She said, no, I'm fine. And just kind of brushed me off. I was like, okay. And then again, I just kept kind of revisiting, like, what brings you in, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts talking. I was like, oh, my God, it is Daryl Hannah. Right. <laughs> like, what? And I was trying to, like, keep my cool and, you know, <laughs> wow, this is really surreal right now. Yes. Um, so she was talking about, I said, what brings you to town? She said, oh, I'm coming through on tour. We're on a bus. And I was like, oh, maybe there's, like, a touring. Again, I had no idea that she was in any relationship with Neil Young. Right. Didn't put it together. She's like, I'm looking for lamps and rugs for the bus. It's like, cool. I'll show you some lamps and rugs. And then she started trying on some clothes. And then um, she starts <laughs> picking these men's shirts. And I was like, great. I'll help you with whatever you need. And um, so she gets on the phone and she's like talking to someone. And she's like, I left. I just realized I left my credit card on the bus. Um, you know, I'm shopping. I'm picking out some shirts for Neil. Can you relay my information over the phone? So I'm ringing her out. And then, you know, I'm texting with my friends after. I was like, oh, my God. You know, she said she's buying shirts for Neil. I don't know who Neil is, but great. And they're like, oh, Neil Young? And you're like, what? Oh. Yes. Oh, great. That is <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it was a really just surreal moment. I would have a hard time. I mean, she's the mermaid. She's the mermaid. I've never seen that, but to me, she's like, you know, Kill Bill. And she's Kill Bill. She's <laughs> all the things. Like, I can't even... We'd have to get it out and, like, look at everything she's ever been in her acting life. But, like you know, one of the most gorgeous women ever to Absolutely. grace the screen mm-hmm. and how neat. I love that that happened to you. And it was just like this moment, this very organic moment. Thank God you were there, you know, <laughs> that you were able to take it in. <laughs> For sure. And so you are in the, gro- you are in the Grove now, which mm-hmm. I think is, like you said, perfect. The night markets, especially, I think were a really, are a really neat idea, bringing all of these different local uh, vendors together to sell their goods in a in a really cool place like the ready room and i love that it's at night because i feel like i love farmers markets don't get me wrong but i feel like we we do all these community events in the daylight and i think there's something to be said about hosting a plethora of local businesses in the evening Mm -hmm. uh, so people can drink beer and listen to some music and and just kind of let loose with each other how did that idea come upon you Sure. Um, so I will be very transparent. We were approached with the idea. Um, the Ready Room was looking to fill their calendar. You know, they had some some dates where there was just nothing going on. They were like, how can we get people in here? I thought, w- would you want to throw some kind of event? And I was like, sure, I'd be happy to put that together. Supporting local businesses is something that's extremely near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I think you growing up, there's so much. I don't know if you experienced this in, in small town Columbia, if people were happy to get to St. Louis or if they were like, no, when I graduate, I'm going to Chicago, I'm going to L.A., I'm right. going to New York. I did that sort of. I did a study abroad in London and, um, you know, I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to move to New York in the big city and be in the fashion industry. And then the longer I was here, I was like, there is so much cool stuff here that this city should be proud of. And it really was a lot more exciting for me to, like, make the cool things happen Yes. versus trying to be in that rat race in a big city where you just kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, I felt like I could have more of a voice here. So it was kind of like a natural, and we have so many creative friends who are kind of already in that realm of owning businesses or making jewelry or whatever. So um, they approached us with the idea and we just kind of put it together. Yeah. How do you know all these cool people? (laughs) I really, like, I, (laughs) I, I'm I'm in awe of so many local business owners because 
I feel like there's a, obviously the night market crew that I've been to two of them and just seeing all of the different vendors and walking through and I'm like, oh, all these people know each other and mm-hmm. like they're just so lovely to each other and to their customers. And it's like, you know, I, I always wonder how people clutter up like that where they uh, or cluster up where. Mm-hmm. You know, is it just from being in the local business circuit where you, like, how does that even happen? Like, people come in here, they meet you, and then you network in, and then that's how that all builds? Sort of, probably. I would say a good chunk for me of building my network was social media, 100%. I am a total introvert. I'm not a super social butterfly, so having that, like, um, veil of being able to be in my comfort zone and like reach out to people and make those connections was great and then once you kind of build that relationship online it's a lot more comfortable in person to be real with someone yes but a lot of it too is just a meshing of different circles uh, my friend Jenny that does Lonesome Traveler she makes um, handmade men's accessories like neckties and things like that she is the social butterfly and she has this incredible network and she's kind of like notorious in the city for making connections and bringing people together so I will credit her for quite a bit of that but yeah I think you know when you own a business it's so much of your life that when you meet other people who can relate to that it helps (laughs) it definitely helps because you don't really have time necessarily for those traditional friendships where you get together you know I don't see my friends very often I hear that so um (laughs) we actually have a group text you know there's like 10 of us or something a lot of us own businesses and to be able to just check in or Uh, A lot of us are moms and business owners, so whether it's like, you know, feeling a little isolated here on my island, how's everybody doing? Yeah. To just check in and have that, it's really awesome. You are a new mom. (laughs) Rosie is a year and... 17 months. 17 months. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Thank you. She's such a cool baby. I think so. (laughs) I I do too. I, you know, I'm kind of like a little biased, but like I, I feel like, you know, what a neat environment to raise children in Mm -hmm. to have this uh, deep appreciation for community, Mm -hmm. for being as green as we can, Mm -hmm. for open-mindedness. The Grove is probably the most open-minded borough of St. Louis. You know, I just think that it's such a wonderful generation that you and Andy, and I'm sure your business uh, associates and community of moms out there that own businesses, that they're doing it as well. And I mean, the future is is pretty bright in that way, that these kids are being raised in environments that are so open and loving and creative and hardworking. It's like amazing. So keep that up. For sure. We need those kids. (laughs) Thank you. Another part of this, too, is philanthropic uh, avenues. And Mm -hmm. I know just from following you on Instagram that, you know, anything that needs attention and help and fundraising, Mm -hmm. you have done an amazing job at making sure that you are lending your hand out to helping underprivileged or people that are possibly in need of donations. And um, I think that is also so important. And I mean, what what is that like to put yourself out there for sometimes controversial, you know, issues like... I remember funding towards Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. as the abortion rights in Missouri are, you know, under fire. You know, what what is that like, the feedback that you can get from the community that you serve so much? Sure. It's a little scary to be that vulnerable, um, specifically surrounding, like, um, a couple years ago when they were having the protests in the Central West End and buildings, you know, businesses were being smashed and things like that and being vocal about that. Andy was like, are you sure you want to get into this? fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I'm not one to um, suppress my voice, especially when I think that something is wrong. So yeah. it's a little bit scary, especially from a business standpoint. You definitely get people who are like, you know, now that I know you feel this way, I won't be shopping with you. And right. I'm like, well, sorry, bye. You yeah. know, there but are the plenty of people. End. Absolutely. We get so much feedback from people saying, you know, 
you were my favorite store, and now I, you know, Love I you will shop more. with you forever, exactly, yes. because you you have voiced your opinion on something right. that's important to You're me. You're standing so. up for something that is bigger than just exactly. a profit. Yeah. I think that that's so incredible. And yeah, um, It's been really important to me to kind of instill, you know, we uh, have been in business three years now, I would say, within the last year, as I was pregnant and um, had our baby that we've brought on a staff. It's mostly been me. So kind of telling them that yeah we're a clothing store we sell clothes but to me it really is like being kind of like this conduit for change being a voice of kind of like a a beacon for people who there's so much going on right now that it's really easy to kind of feel helpless and you know whether it's using your dollar to support a local business or using you know supporting people who are doing good in the world versus people who are contributing to the problem right there is so much that people are able to do and to just let them know you know you do have a say in this there are there are things that you can do you know something else that I uh, I love about this place is this upstairs area which I imagine is just for business up here no are we doing things up here we are yes yeah. so what's the happening goal, up here? Um, we have already had our first private event so um, it's really the the initial beauty of it for me other than the fact that it's a gorgeous space and anyone would be so happy to to work in it um then I can have Rosie here with me yeah so she's got some toys over here she's got some books and I can kind of work out of you know I'm not on the sales floor I'm in my own little private space so it is my studio um on one end of the spectrum on the under the, and, and, excuse me on the other end of the spectrum we also um are looking to host our own events up here um there is a lot of things going on in the grove we just had indie hop so we actually had like this bar set up where people could kind of come up and hang out and get their beer um we're going to have pop-ups up here, and it's also available for private rentals as well. That's really cool. Yeah, so we had our first baby shower up here <laughs> <I love laughs> last it. weekend. That's really neat. And so, yeah. like, how do people, like, they just come here and say, I want to host an event at the in the top? Or, or, like, how do you regulate that? Like, how do you regulate people coming in here and sure. um, doing it? If it's, uh, like, a baby shower or something like that, we kind of just, um, you know, make sure that the space fits their needs and things like that. We have also had a couple, um, we just did a, a workshop up here with a local, um, what do you call it a business, I guess. It was like a guided meditation workshop on like working through emotions. The, the business is called On Being In Your Body and she really talks oh. about like, um, like returning to yourself and grounding and things like that in like a stressful world and managing your emotions and things like that. So I need to go to this class. Right. So um, <laughs> I've been following her and her partner for so long and it was like something that I really wanted to bring to our customer. Like for me, sustainability is more than just about, you know, being green. It's just about like creating a sustainable lifestyle and with so right. much anxiety and things like that, like being grounded and being um, familiar with your body and what it's like to be in your body and not just in your head was really important to me. So I said, come host this thing. And I didn't charge her. It was just kind of like a partnership of, I, I want to do this. I want to bring it here. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, I would say if someone's interested, they usually reach out via email. We kind of have that meeting. Um, but then I've been approaching people as well that I just am really interested in. Let's talk about your stress like level. <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here thinking like, yeah, let's talk about being in your body. Yeah. Like, you know, new mom, business owner a wife Mm -hmm. um you still have to have a social life even if it is a small one which Uh I totally understand even without (laughs) kids and owning my own business yeah um you know what do you do to keep yourself as calm and collected as you seem (laughs) what's your secret 
Well, again, full transparency, I was sitting in my car taking a minute <laughs> before I came in here to not um, to bring some good vibes into the interview right. and not just come in a little hot-headed like I was this morning. Okay. Um, I am a, a huge, huge advocate of meditation, yoga. Uh, I don't do as much yoga as I'd like to, but Me I'm neither. also, um, you know, it's been kind of like a, a progressive learning for me on how to manage all of this. I am highly, highly anxious. It's been something that I've just kind of been like, all right, how do I deal with this? I'm not interested in medication. I don't really want to do that. Um, but over the years, I've had a lot of different things that have spoke to me. Um, like there's a, a blog called Mind Body Green that for a while was like my Bible. And it was, um, you know, doing all of these different rituals, having a morning routine and really creating structure around those things and it really introduced me to meditation so that helps a lot I've been working in the last few months with a business coach which is also helping me put some structure around things that has been a game changer so structure has been been important definitely um, meditation communication with my husband about what I need when I need it you know so key to all things huge Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on the no medication. I, I just started therapy up again a couple months ago mm-hmm. because I like just had some things that had kind of backed up in me and it, it was and I had a panic attack and it was like a whole thing and mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with like just the state of anxiety. I think I think that the entire earth is in right now. Sure. Um, something that my and I love my therapist very much, but something that she suggested, she was like, you know, I think you need to go on like A, B, and C medications. And I said. I'm really, I've always been really uncomfortable taking anything with mm-hmm. regularity. Sure. So when I had the panic attack, I went to my general doctor because I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, yeah, you're just having like a, you know, an anxiety, a general anxiety disorder. Let's get you on like a Zoloft. And I'm like, I don't want any of this shit medication. Not mm-hmm. saying that Zoloft is shit because I know a lot of people that use it. Mm-hmm. I just, that's not my remedy to this. And mm-hmm. I'm very like, I'm always up in my head. Mm-hmm. I think that the meditation is, it has done wonders for so many people and me included. I, my friend Mandy, who owns a Remedy Massage in South City, I went to her a month ago maybe and I hadn't been in a year and she's working on my body and she's like, afterwards she said, you know, there's something she's like you have something just in your back that is like gonna take a couple more times to like work out and she's mm-hmm. like we really need to talk and it was on this night that it was storming its balls off in St. Louis and we're sitting in her studio because the it was nuts outside and I had to mm-hmm. wait for it to pass and we started talking about you know what type of stress was going on and how physical it was making my my body feel and I wasn't I was like numb to it like mm-hmm. I, this is just how I've been going through everything and um and she told me about this great app that I've like subscribed to for sixty dollars a year now because that's so good called Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried that out? I have heard of it. I don't do any apps. I do usually like YouTube guided meditations and things like that. But I do know how easy it can be to get to just have it right there. Well, and it's free. Mm-hmm. This is like totally not a plug for them, but like <laughs> the, it's free. But I upgraded it because they have all these different courses. Mm-hmm. And I started. I did like a free trial for a week, and there's like anxiety and learning to meditate correctly and all these different things. These courses you can take, and I started going down the rabbit hole of it. And it, I I want to say that just within the last month or so it has significantly changed me and it's just the beginning like mm-hmm. so I, I want to put that out there for anybody that's going through what you're going through with yeah. you know owning your own business new mom why all the stuff that comes into it and, and just me with my craziness like 
there's so many options out there that don't have to deal with uh, constant medication that people can sure. take. And that's um, great. So I will say that I am a fan of herbal medication. Oh, I yeah. am a large, um, <laughs> large advocate for the marijuana use oh, yes. personally. And I do use CBD oils and things like I that. I do as well. So... I will say that. <laughs> like, do you think that that's hypocritical? Like, I, I'm asking this open for me, mm-hmm. too. Like, are we hypocritical for saying that we we don't want to go into big pharma because of whatever things that we're worried about there, mm-hmm. but yet we still have a substance that we would rely on to help us soothe through having an anxious moment mm-hmm. or helping to sleep? I mean, what, what's your opinion about marijuana as a supplement in that way? And where do you think we're going to go? You think Missouri's going to legalize it eventually i would say at some point i don't know how near in the future but i think it's going to be legal ever before too much longer especially with i mean how many states have it legal now it's at least five right Right. going into the next year um so i think it probably won't be long before we get to that point but as far as being hypocritical i don't think so at all i'm even you know i am really aside from just pharmaceuticals you know i try to eat organic i try to be very mindful about what i put in my body and even with cbd oil it was like I sought out who had a reputation for being the cleanest, you know, fewest amount of ingredients, the purest, purest ingredients. And then, um, you know, I don't buy organic marijuana that I know of, but it's kind of one of those, it's not like tobacco where there's all these extra additives. It is what it is. You know, smoke isn't great for you, but it's, you know, it's only weed smoke. It's not. It's, you know, it's all not nicotine. Shit. Right. Yeah. Formaldehyde and all that yes. other crap. Oh, my God. I um, I do not smoke pot anymore. But I, I mean, I remember the first time I ever did smoke. I was 13 years old, which mm-hmm. is incredibly too young to be doing <laughs> anything like that. I regret that so much. My, my father passed away of lung cancer. So there was a certain point where I thought to myself, I'm never going to I'm never going to get addicted to cigarettes. Why mm-hmm. am I wanting, you know, I I don't want to smoke anything anymore. Like, I, we used to have a hookah at our house for, like, uh, you know, like, hookah, um, tobacco, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tim and I would smoke that. And I'm like, I want to get rid of this as well. Like, I don't want to put anything in my lungs. But sure. then then you have, like, the edible sense of pot, which is, like, you don't know what can happen sometimes. Like, <laughs> I went up to Colorado after it was legalized because my cousin owns a, uh, a weed farm up there. Mm-hmm. And he also owns a bunch of alpacas. Amazing. It's, I like this man. <laughs> you, His ranch is called Alpaca Bowl Ranch. <laughs> and That's he's incredible. fantastic human. And so we went, Tim and I went up because we were going to Red Rocks to see the Deftones and Incubus. Mm-hmm. And we were staying with my cousin. And Josh, my cousin's like, I'm going to cook everything. And we got this weed infused butter. I'm going to make this chicken. And, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. We're not going to smoke anything. And I had that. And then we go to meet Tim's aunt. And uh, I ended up throwing up all over this subdivision. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I was so out of it. And then I like, I was like, that's it. Like I stopped for a really long time. Now, you know, it's like, just like you said, like CBD oils Mm -hmm. and stuff, which are, they've worked out pretty well so far. So, well, the thing that's good from, from my perspective about it, at least being medical in this state for now. So I don't really have any control over what we get. We kind of get what we get and that having anxiety, you know, an indica is what I need. It's going to be, call me, it's going to put me in my body. Whereas, um, a sativa is really, it triggers my anxiety. So, you know, maybe we get a new something and I'm like instantly like my heart's pounding I'm in my head and all this stuff and I'm like okay that's not for me you know at least at this point we'll get to choose 
something that's what we're looking for you know what's right. going to be best for us so when does that st- july 1st wasn't that supposed to I be believe this- so some june july somewhere in summer i know it was, it was supposed, supposed to, to begin be. mm-hmm. and then i wonder what that transition is going to be like anyway with like going to your doctor like like i said i went to both mm-hmm. my therapist and my general doctor and they're both saying you know you need anxiety medication for this and i'm declining it i mean i wonder if now it's appropriate to say what are our what are my other herbal like, can you, can you give me a note so I mm-hmm. can go and take it and go to this bank and get what I need for my anxiety disorder sure, and stuff, you know? Like, sure. it's going to be such a weird thing to do, <laughs> and I can't wait. To yeah, I'm out. sure there's going to be people who see the benefit in it, and then there's going right. to be old school who don't, yeah. in which case, get a new doctor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Uh, well, I think it's great what you're doing. I'm a big fan of yours just because you... I know that you have a good heart, and that's what I look for in people. And on top of that is just that you have this style and this curation of this place that is beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. Like, I could live in your shop. (laughs) I really could. Like, the vibes are good. And so I think that we went off on a million different tangents during this entire (laughs) conversation. But I think what's really neat about what you're doing is that you're giving life to things that deserve that life. All these great, you know, vintage old pieces but then also I think that your just your consciousness of being environmentally focused socially focused locally focused it's just a beautiful little clover of goodness so thank you so much I appreciate that and there you have it my conversation with Katie May Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I had a good time talking to Katie up in the attic of her shop, Maze Places in the Grove in St. Louis. I'm looking at Instagram right now so I get everything right. You can follow Maze Place at Maze Place, all one word, underscore STL. And sometimes you can even buy outfits that you see on there because they always post really awesome Instagram stories of outfits that I, I want to buy them all, to be honest. Uh, the ladies who style in there are pretty fantastic themselves. So go follow them and support local businesses no matter who you're supporting. Do some good man Katie is changing the world like one day at a time in my opinion and she's really cool and I look forward to seeing what she does next because it's always interesting so make sure you go say hi to Katie at May's Place in the Grove next month August 6th that is when the next episode of the Live and Learn podcast will come out it will be a man trying to go male female with each episode so we don't get all clogged up and uh, get more perspectives on things so uh, be looking forward to that hit subscribe rate review share do whatever you got to do I'm gonna get out of here and I hope you have a fabulous July and uh, I'll talk to you in August. Peace.